This is the last week in our local expert series. It's been such an eye-opener and such a privilege to be able to pick the brains of some of Australia's leading buyer's agents. Our focus this week is on local expertise. In this episode, we're really looking at the benefits and the reasons why you need to develop local expertise if you're going to be buying yourself or if you're going to be using a buyer's agent, why it's so important that a buyer's agent has local expertise. Now, with the explosion of borderless buyer's agents, we think that this is one that you should not miss so that you understand there's such a big difference between desk-based research and on-the-ground local know-how and experience. Welcome to your first home buyer guide, the podcast for first home buyers who want to get it right. I'm Megan and that was Veronica. We're both buyers agents and probably old enough to be your mums. But that's a good thing because between us we've got over 40 years experience and we are going to share with you bucket loads of stories about avoidable mistakes. Together we're going to make sure that you get unbiased and real information that you can rely on so you can get where you want to be without missing a step. Now, we've got loads of great tips for you in this episode. And if you'd like more useful tools, head over to the website, homebuyeracademy.com.au. There you'll find free checklists so you can download a free mini course on how to price a property and our where to buy a workshop for only $39. Priceless stuff, really. Bargain. But before we get into the interesting stuff in this week's episode, here's the boring bit, the disclaimer. You of course know that nothing in this podcast is to be taken as personal advice. We always recommend getting the advice of an expert in their field of expertise. Now we've done our very best to ensure that the content is correct at the time of recording, but things change. So check with the relevant government authority or your advisors to get the most up-to-date information. Now, you may notice that we're just talking about states here. We recognise there are two territories in Australia. There's the Northern Territory and the ACT. Now, we haven't included experts from those two territories for two reasons. One, Northern Territory, we actually don't know any buyers agents up there. And two, when it comes to the Australian Capital Territory, well, the laws are almost identical to New South Wales. So you can pretty much rely on what I say for New South Wales goes for there too. Can you please introduce yourself? We'd love to know who you are and where you buy. I'm Megan Wells, buyer's agent and founder and principal of Property Pursuit Buyers Agents in Brisbane. My name is Catherine Skinner and I'm a buyer's agent here in Adelaide. I'm the director of National Property Buyers, South Australian office. Um, I have been in business here for eight years now. Um, really grateful and love what I do, being able to help people buy property. My name's Samantha Spilsbury. I'm director and buyer of Buyers Agents Tasmania. We offer a statewide service for both investors and owner. A lot of our clients are relocators. So whether they're retiring or new families moving here is probably where our niche is, is to help them settle in. I have had my business for three years and that's how long I've worked in the buyer's agency realm. And prior to that, I've worked in property management for over 10 years. Uh, so my name's Jared McCabe. I'm a director at Wakeland Property Advisory. Um, we're a uh, boutique buying service uh, and vendor advisory service in Melbourne. Uh, I've been here, well, the company started in 
March 1995, so 28-odd years. There's a lot of experience within the business. Um, we focus very much much on asset selection as a big part of what we do and what we look for. Uh, buying the, the right property is extremely important. And obviously, everyone wants to get it for the best price they possibly can. Um, but if you select the wrong property in the first place, uh, then that can be a, a bigger issue. So we're very, we're very focused on asset selection and education as well. Hi, my name's Ben Lamas. I'm a buyer's agent in Western Australia for Acumentus Buyer's Agents. What are some of the mistakes made by people from interstate or overseas when they try to buy property in your state? In Queensland, assuming that the level of disclosure is the same as other states is one of the biggest mistakes we see people make. And, and thinking that the agent or their solicitor is going to fill in the gaps for them. So if you bought in Victoria, for example, where there's a great level of disclosure and you come up to Queensland and you don't get all of that information, you're sort of looking, I find that buyers are looking at the agent going, well, why didn't you give it to me? Well, because I don't have to. Solicitor, why didn't you tell me about it? Well, you didn't ask. So I think it's the misunderstanding about how much the onus is on the buyer to do their due diligence, to understand the process and to know what information they need to ask for and who to get it from. That is one of the biggest challenges for people who have either bought previously or come from an understanding of how property law works in other states. Um, you know, that complete lack of understanding sometimes about what KVM tour actually means and, and that let the buyer beware means you've got to do the work to find the information. You cannot rely on anyone else unless you're working with a buyer's agent who is doing this for you and filling these gaps in for you. You you have to do these things and, and that's one of the biggest trips that I find people make when they, they come from overseas or interstate in Queensland. I think the other thing that um, is really a quite tricky is that often places in Queensland are advertised as being Brisbane and 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 when you're interstate and, and you're looking at, you know, even interstate buyers agents that buy in Queensland make this mistake. So, you know, you're not alone if you make this mistake, but it, it's looking at things that are advertised as growth corridors as opposed to areas that have the fundamentals for capital growth. And getting tricked up by, um, you know, it's in it's in Brisbane where it's it, it may not be in Brisbane. It may be way outside. You know, Brisbane is to about a twelve k radius from the CBD. It's a a, a reasonably um, defined geographic area. That's the Brisbane local government area. But Greater Brisbane includes places like Logan and Ipswich, and um, you know, there's a, a number of other. Uh, local government areas that are included in greater Brisbane statistics. So it can be one of those things that trips people up to think, I'm buying in Brisbane when you're actually not. Um, and that will have a, a fairly big impact on on long-term potential for capital gain. In New South Wales, because we've got this strange exchange of contracts uh, process, buyers from other states or territories are completely unfamiliar with it and just don't know how it works. So they might try to make offers that are, with all these conditions and they're just not going to fly because agents will be like, that is not the way it works here. You can't make an offer with conditions and then have all parties agree and then have a clear run without any fear of getting gazumped, um, you know, while you prepare everything to exchange contracts. And I think that's probably the biggest area of danger. I remember when I was filming with Bryce and Location, Location, Location Australia he was really familiar with uh, Queensland. He'd, he'd operated in the Gold Coast. He's familiar with Mel uh, Victoria because he'd, he'd worked in um, Melbourne. He's also familiar with uh, WA because he'd 
was brought up in Perth. That's where he started his property career. So he had these understandings at those jurisdictions, which I had none of. And I had just the, the experience of New South Wales. And he was saying, this is the most complicated state. So that's something that um, buyers that are not familiar with New South Wales need to be aware of. The other thing too is that even though we've got the highest amount of vendor disclosure in New South Wales, almost on par with, you know, Victoria's almost on par with us, it's still not enough. For buyers just to rely on that, to think that that's enough and it means that caveat emptor doesn't exist, um, that is a, a myth. That caveat emptor, which means buyer beware, absolutely exists in New South Wales as much as it does in any other state. It's just that the vendors do have to give you a little bit more information, but some people can get lulled into a false sense of security about that and think that that's all they need to worry about. But there's a lot more due diligence, for instance, that we do in our business and certainly that we teach students in Your First Home Buyer Guide that needs to be done to make sure that you're not accidentally buying a lemon. In New South Wales, one of the mistakes we see is that buyers think it's unaffordable. Now, I know that's sort of not the entire state, and I'm speaking slightly with a Sydney lens there, but there's a lot of investors, for instance, that think that Sydney prices have run, had their run, and will never do well again. It's quite bizarre. And so they chase affordable locations that they think uh, haven't yet had their run, and that's like their pathway to financial um, success when it comes to property investing. So I think that that's a misnomer that Sydney can't perform well because it's already the most expensive city. It's, it's a, you know, you just spend a little bit of moment, you think, oh, yeah, it can't possibly be true, and it isn't true. It's like the best suburb in any city or any area. It's like saying, oh, well, that's it. That's never going to grow in value anymore. It's silly because people want to be there. That's why it's expensive. In South Australia, one of the main mistakes that we see, whether they are buyers agents buying and they're not local or they're people relocating or investors looking to buy sight unseen, they assume that they're looking at a single market. Now, here in South Australia, there are markets within markets. There are areas in suburbs that you would avoid, despite it being quite a good suburb. So, some pockets will have government housing and may be a lot more undesirable and not perform anywhere near as well and have a completely different demographic to what a part of the suburb five streets away may be achieving. So by not having that local knowledge of area to area and even things like flight paths and all those little bits and pieces can be really detrimental to a purchase that you're going to make. In Tasmania, I see it all the time people think they need to put in an offer with no they think they won't get a property if there's no if they add in conditions so i i just like to remind people that you can get a property adding in conditions and i would show them how we can get that done agents like to bully them into think they have to put in an unconditional offer um without you know doing their due diligence and finding things out about a property i think also as well buying in our state people tend to overpay because agents will go back to them and say is this your best and final offer because you can't negotiate so they will go in at the absolute limit um because they don't want to miss out on it not doing their research and being like oh i actually did pay probably twenty thirty thousand dollars too much and he's just made me feel like i need he or she agent has made me feel like i need to put in that offer to get the property um, so they're sorts of things that I think you need to look into when when buying in Tasmania. In Victoria, we tend to find that uh, people don't necessarily understand the um, unconditional nature 
of an auction process and we find that uh, people expect to be able to have building inspections or finance clauses or things inserted into contracts. Now, um, the auction process in, in Victoria has been around for a long period of time it's, and it's growing wider throughout other states in Victoria and becoming a lot more common. Um, but there's still a, a lack of understanding and a lack of knowledge in that space. And I think that's that's a really important thing. Um, and finding that a lot of the information that they perhaps may not be given to them in, in other states as part of the contract and the vendor statement is readily available within that document. Now, as I said, it doesn't always mean that you'll get everything that you need. You still absolutely need to know how to interpret that and to investigate further where needed. Uh, but there is a lot of information readily available in that document. They're generally relying on information that is very broad. Uh, it's not uh, detailed enough. Um, for example, a lot of people who are inquiring into Western Australian market, they're going, oh, I can buy a property for $500,000 in, for example, Armadale, which is an eastern suburbs um, area. And the general consensus is that it's close to the city, it's on the rail line. However, the demographic profile of Armadale isn't that great and there's a large proportion of social housing in that area, which can be a detriment to the asset. So relying on general information can get you into a lot of hot water. By engaging uh, a local agent in Western Australia as a buyer's agent, they're able to pinpoint better suburbs with better value, with better growth opportunities. So with the first homeowners grant, currently um, I think it's $10,000 that gets supplied to you as a first home owner. However, they've discontinued the purchase of established homes. It's only brand new builds. But although it's a great incentive to get young people into the market, all that is doing is adding to the construction cost of the property. So the builders are just taking that money in Western Australia, building a house has just gone up by $10,000. Whether it's equal to the value, I'm not convinced. So in Western Australia, are we advising to buy house and land packages at the moment? Probably not, because it's not showing true value. There are incentives in terms of stamp duty. So if you're buying at a certain level, there's no stamp duty payable for, for a first home buyer. And there's also $2,000 grants that are applicable to first-home buyers to assist in costs associated with the purchase. But certainly that $10,000 buying a brand new home doesn't make a lot of sense in terms of driving value for a first-home buyer. What is the one thing you know now that you wish you knew as a first-home buyer? If anyone's heard my story, my origin story of becoming a property owner, they'll know this one. <laughs> And the one thing I wish I'd understood was that as a first home buyer with the potential earning capacity and the potential to be able to stretch myself, I instead was so ridiculously conservative that I didn't even look into what potentially I could have bought and I bought a studio apartment that I outgrew in one year. I wish I'd known that I should have looked further ahead in my horizon to buy a property that actually would last me longer 
and B, a fundamentally a better asset, but but most importantly, last me longer than one year. Look, you know, I live in Queensland. I bought my first house in Queensland in Brisbane in, in a little suburb called Gordon Park. I wish I knew how much I didn't know. And and I think every day I, I continue to learn more and more and, and come across more situations and, 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 and constantly filling up that that knowledge gap. But it's it's thinking that I knew things and not knowing that I didn't know things was the one thing when I look back, I, I wish I'd allowed myself to be a little bit less sure of myself and been, you know, who to turn to for independent information. It was just... You just went to the agent and you believed the agent. This is 1998. I believed the agent and what they told me because I didn't understand that the agent was working for the seller. They had no interest in me or my needs or my goals or or um, protecting my interests. I, I just didn't know that. And I, I think that had I known that, I would have made some really different decisions and I would have gone about things quite differently. The other thing that I, I think is is you know, one of my biggest learnings over time that I wish I knew back then was buy the best property that you can stretch to afford to set yourself up for the long game in, instead of trying to buy the cheapest that you can get away with. So for me, I guess probably the biggest mistake that I made personally when I was buying my first home um, was going through looking at a property once, missing a lot of the details, putting in an offer that was unconditional without a building and pest inspection. So I guess rewinding the clock, um, I was a little bit more carefree, thought, you know, everything was going to be okay. And thankfully, everything turned out fine. We had no big issues with the property and the finance came through. In hindsight, um, knowing what I know now, obviously, I do things very differently when I'm purchasing a property, whether it's for myself or clients. In Tasmania, one thing... I wish I knew that I do know now is that you can you know, do due diligence and you can get access to the things you need to get access to. You know, I've seen people buy properties that are, you know, 30 years old but have never been signed off by council. So, and they've bought it and now they're stuck into getting that, that done. So, although agents may make you feel like you can't get those checks, it's really important to know that you absolutely can get that things done and you will more than likely still have your offer accepted. In Victoria, I would say one of the main things, and this probably goes across the board rather than just being for our state, but I think a big thing is people get caught up on the nitty in the nitty-gritty around particularly pricing when um, when looking to put offers forward or where they'll set their um, upper limit when bidding at auction. And I think they can get very caught up in um, the minutiae of one, two, three thousand dollars, perhaps five or ten, depending upon where it is, um, instead of focusing on the quality of the asset that they're trying to buy and really focusing on buying the right property. And if you do get that secured, um, an extra five or ten thousand dollars shouldn't matter in the in the grander scheme of things if you're buying the prop the right property for the right reasons. That it's okay to buy established. And buying a brand new home might look shiny and fantastic, but it's not necessarily the one that's going to increase in value. Buying something that's a little bit older that you can add value to closer to the city will always be a better investment. If I had known that earlier, <laughs> I would definitely have bought a lot more. Well, that wraps up the final episode in our local expert series. We hope that you've really enjoyed this 
It came as a result of a number of you listeners writing in saying, you know, are you just focused in Queensland and New South Wales? We don't seem to know what's going on in other states. Well, we do, and the program that we have does cover every single state, but we put this series together to give you an overview so that you can actually apply some of that local knowledge to your own property search. In this episode, we've covered a very small part of our 10-step online course for first-time buyers. If you would like to learn more about the process and how to buy without making a mistake, then head over to our website, www.homebuyeracademy.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss an episode. And if you like what you've heard today, please give us an iTunes review. Five stars would be wonderful. It will help others find us as well. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this really useful. And if you have, please share the love with others who you know are in the same boat. We'll be back next week with some more priceless stuff.